0: Hello and welcome to another Bond Marathon episode on the Auto Archives podcast. On this episode we discuss Piers Brosnan's third adventure as James Bond, in the film named after his family motto, the world is not enough. Listen now to hear us talk about the explosive opening boat chase across the River Thames, Desmond Newelan's final on-screen appearance as Q, debate as to whether Electric King or Renard is the true villain of the film, and much much more. As always we each rate the film out of 10 and discuss where they rank among the others. If you haven't already, make sure to listen to the previous Bond episodes to get up to speed. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Hey Tom, welcome back for another Bond episode, how are you doing mate? Hello
1: mate, yeah I'm good thanks, yourself.
0: off? Yeah, not too bad, thank you So today we're going to go on to the next uh, Piers Brosnan film, uh, The World Is Not Enough um, Before we get stuck in, I thought we'd do like we always do, just give a brief summary Now we've watched it, um, our current recent thoughts of this particular film So I'll start with you, what, fresh off watching it then, what are your thoughts on a recent watch?
1: I think I can. I probably sum it up with one word, which is boring. <laughs> <laughs> I, nice. I, yeah, I, I honestly just think it's it's the most boring Bond film there is. It's just dull. It Re- yeah. really is. Just I, I was bored watching it. Like really, just it's just tedious, isn't it? It's not really. I think there's one redeeming factor. <laughs> yeah i'm sure we'll cover that in great length uh, and i know
0: exactly what you're talking about um i agree i i wouldn't say boy i would just say meh was my word the whole way through was just like in fact i'm not gonna lie i struggled to get through this film because i just couldn't care and i stopped it and then i would watch like a 20 minute chunk here and there and i just couldn't really get into it which is a shame because i think obviously how it started with Brosnan and GoldenEye being the pinnacle of his four films. Let's be honest, and his they just descend and get worse and worse each film that happens. Yeah. And um, considering Tomorrow Never Dies, I thought we both agreed it was a good film. It wasn't great, it was good. This is just yeah, just meh. It just yeah. Wait exactly. for the finish.
1: And, and actually, I've I've written the word meh next to next to the theme and said. I've kind of said the theme sums up this film. It's just meh, and it's just boring, and it's it's just not great, is it? I think, yeah, it's it's so disappointing because you know the the rule of three, the third film is yeah. is so often the well for the other the other actors that have played Bond, the third film is their best film, yeah, and yeah, this was just yeah, yeah it's oh, so
0: disappointed
1: it's not it's not overly bad it is just meh like nothing happens there's nothing you don't get invested in the film exactly the same as you i struggled I struggled to watch it and actually you know you can tell if you're not particularly enjoying something because you end up playing on your phone and scrolling through yeah. something um and i i did that and i was like oh hang on i need to actually um <laughs> I probably need to watch <laughs> even though I've, I've, i have seen it probably you know three times before at least but yeah 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 I feel this could be a struggle to get through now
0: because we just have no we're gonna to have to muster some motivation to actually give a shit about this one yeah. I think I'm, yeah I'm the same um <clears throat> it's just a real it's just, yeah, just disappointing I think
1: so let's just let's well, just I say, um, yeah I th- probably what you're gonna say now is actually <laughs> I think the opening scene is pretty good yeah well let's, that's that's what i was going to open
0: with so yeah let's go straight to you then with with the intro then and then what your thoughts on on that up to the title sequence
1: i think it's it's interesting he's in this swiss bank you don't really know you know sort of that first opening thing you know like, what's what's going on here then immediately starts fighting and there's action and stuff and he's <laughs> retrieved this <laughs> retrieved this money um turns out there's a there's a hot girl um like baddie and that's always like oh this is this is good it's starting off starting off pretty well takes this money back and it's like okay he's done he's done a good mission back in mi6 and then the baddies of which i really like actually the baddies have used mi6 for their for their badness and then it blows up the whole of mi6 and then there's this cool jet boat chase around the Thames which is pretty decent um classic Bond moments of like soaking wet just been underwater and straightens his tie and stuff and you like I <laughs> love that this is just, yeah, it's just yes proper Bond cool stuff and he's fighting this hot girl and then actually ends in a really cool way I think where she she then kills herself rather than being captured by MI6 because she's like no one can protect me from him so you're like wow okay this is this is cool this is action-packed it's exciting there's some proper evil bloke around because she's just killed herself rather than take the protection of mi6 and then it just goes into garbage as the band playing theme but the theme is garbage (laughs) and it's just it's it's like goes from literally a hundred to zero and then you're just like oh god this is just fucking dull now yeah (laughs) Yeah, it seems to
0: be with Brosnan uh, at least so far. And I have actually watched the start of Die Another Day already, I'm that buzzing to get through it. Um, but his the intros for his films are are great, they're all great. They've all got this, whether they're related to the story or not, they're just that that bond um, set piece that happens at the start that gets you ready for the pumped up for the film. And this is no different. I agree with everything you've said there. It's it i will say <clears throat> i thought the office bit was really boring like the initial bit where he's like repelling with the rope down from the office i think is quite it's okay and i yeah. i i um it needed that boat scene to really pick up as that great intro um I, if it was just at, ended that ended at that god how underwoman would that have been um yeah. but yeah the boat scene is brilliant um there's like those, you've got the tie bit, you've got the bit where he splashes all the uh, traffic wardens as well, like which is, <laughs> which is nice. Um, it shows off the Millennium Dome as well, which I think had only just been built at that time, yeah. or, or yeah, yeah, was so. the Millennium Dome, it's now the O2. Um, so that was quite nice to really show off a London landmark uh, for a change rather than anywhere else across the globe. But yeah, I think it, it really packs a punch just as that big explosion he lands on the dome as well which i thought was quite cool and yeah i'm gonna say now that the garbage theme tune is the worst bond theme so far it's so meandering and dull and dreary and there's no you know big brass band behind this powerful woman's voice it's just
1: measly i'd say is probably the word i would give it it's just
0: really pathetic actually
1: yeah, and and you, you mentioned Bond falling onto the Millennium Dome as it was at the time. His, <laughs> you've got some some classic Brosnan terrible, <laughs> terrible grunts as as he falls down. They 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 definitely packed them in. Which, yeah, as soon as he started falling and going, this stupid. Sex face, you were like, Oh no, this is <laughs> oh, all we wrong. It's we, all... Mentioned, we mentioned it in the last film,
0: uh, last episode, how bad they were, and they just get worse <laughs> in this, don't they? We'll yeah. come on to the scene that I'm <laughs> gonna reference later, but yeah, it just gets absolutely worse. Um, okay, so I'll read the plot because, well, actually, I'll read the plot and then we'll chat about it afterwards. so Bond's on a mission to protect a beautiful oil heiress from a notorious terrorist in a race against time that culminates in a dramatic submarine showdown. Bond works to defuse the international power struggle that has held that has the world's oil supply hanging in the balance. So um my thoughts quickly, I think the plot is a bit convoluted and a bit boring as well um oil and pipelines and stuff like that I wasn't really interested there's not enough i guess we're jumping around other bits of the film but there's not enough action here and if i think compared to the previous two films so the focus has been more on characters and plot but the plot is nowhere near as interesting as the last film and the action is nowhere near as interesting as the last two films so what are your thoughts on the plot?
1: Was it a big point? Did you give a shit? What what did you think? <laughs> it's yeah, you're right. It's it's so dull, isn't it? Oil pipeline, it's just boring. Yeah. And yeah, you're there isn't there's not particularly large amounts of action in it. It's a more sort of, yeah, like you said, kind of character-focused film, and I don't feel invested with any of the characters really. I think the idea of jump, jumping to the, the baddie now um, yeah. Robert Carlyle's character the idea of a baddie who can't feel pain in a Bond film is like wow you're going to have some awesome fights with him mm. but he's he's not a particularly interesting character. He's just pussy whipped by this silly bitch <laughs> and there's no there's no good action scenes there's no good fight scenes it's just boring and they spend the whole time just chatting in hotel rooms just various different hotel rooms don't just no don't care
0: (laughs) it's it's really underwhelming how much how little sorry action there is in this i'm trying to think ahead of this like what are the action scenes outside the boat scene is easily the most action-packed um there's a, there's the scene where they're getting chased by, they go and skiing randomly. Let's, oh, let's go to the top of this mountain. Um, oh, and there's this skiing scene. I think it's probably broken the record as the poor ski scene from a Bond film because everything else, I think we've agreed, you know, ski, ski set piece wise in the Bond films has been great. And this is a bit forgettable. I remember I do, it feels like it was really short and they get chased by, what would you call it? Like,
1: they're like paragliding
0: snowmobiles, aren't they? That's it. And um yeah, it looks quite interesting, but overall it was it didn't really add anything. The bit actually we'll come on to gadgets, actually, we'll talk about that. The, the bit that really <laughs> confused me later on. Um but yeah, I think the plot is just yeah, considering the tomorrow never dies one was really interesting and how it was more relevant to today than than more so than at the time, I think it's just a real sidestep that I think they try to get it a bit more grounded and try to fa- focus on the characters a bit more and try and make Bond a bit more realistic, I think perhaps, but yeah. I it just wasn't, didn't quite gel with me uh, at least. Because yeah, I, I feel like I've made a quick few notes on Bond himself and he feels a bit more reserved. It's not as many quick whips, uh, quips, sorry, than perhaps the previous films and especially Goldeneye. If you think back to Goldeneye, there was like a one liner every other scene. And this is a bit more toned down from that. Um he's a bit more of a guardian figure to Electra. He's almost like a babysitter for most of the film. Um and I think I think the one plus actually is his relationship with M develops a bit more. M's in this a lot more and that feeds into like I think later on with the Craig Daniel Craig films where M is a isn't just the character that gives him a mission. She's a character that is part of the mission in a way as well. So yeah. I thought that was one plus, but overall I think Bond's kind of really toned down here. I don't know if you think
1: the same or any different. Yeah, I think so. And um, Yeah, I do, I do like the fact that M's, M's much more in this film. I think Judi Dench's M is, yeah, probably one of my favourite aspects of the the later Bond films. I think she's great. Um, yeah, d- Brosnan, I've put that he just seems really pissed off throughout this whole film. He just comes across as just just kind of miffed and just a bit fucked off. Um, and actually when there is comedy or one-liners, it's, it's just real cheese. Mm. And there's actually the whole, the Q branch scene. I kind of, I love a bit of it, and, but I just, I hate it. <laughs> Um well let's, well let's talk about
0: let's go to the, yeah. the gadgets and Q branch scene. So yeah, so what what was the bit
1: you hated? Actually, no, what was the bit you liked first? And so, then what did you hate? Yeah, so I think it's it's really sad that Q says goodbye. Um, but I love the way he does.
0: Yes, it's so bittersweet.
1: Says, yeah, it's it's brilliant. It's such a it's just the sort of perfect way out for him, and he says I've I, I've always told you always have an escape plan and then he just sinks into the ground and he's gone and that's it and you're like what the what is Q's no yeah. longer in Bond that's yeah I think what's that's, interesting as well is because they filmed that uh, before he
0: died so I don't yeah. it, it's quite strange how that's panned out and that was his final scene and it was a bittersweet ending yeah. to his character and I think he died a couple of months after filming shortly, shortly, short, after, um, shortly after so yeah it's it's um, it's a re- I think actually was one of the high points for me that that was quite a touching moment, even if it was Definitely. inadvertently
1: done. It was such a sweet moment, so yeah. Yeah, and yeah, that's one of the reasons why this film kind of annoys me as well as just being underwhelming is, is that that cue that goodbye and the relationship with M and her, her kind of brilliance in it becoming a real character and a part of a Bond story just such wasted on this film and you're kind of like oh they're such good (laughs) they're such great bits of the franchise but they're just within this shit film it's like yeah one of those i don't know it's like um (laughs) like star wars episode one it's like it's a piece of shit but there's little bits in it that you have to watch the film so that you know those bits it's kind of this is the um (laughs) this is equivalent yeah, this is the Phantom Menace of the um, Bond the franchise. Bond. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that's my tagline for this film. Um Yeah, and then oh, there's the the gadgets in it, and the the whole Q branch scene was really Johnny English for me, not Bond, like the bagpipe machine gun, flamethrower stuff. It just, it just seemed really. I know, I know the cube. The cube gadgets are always dumb, but it just seemed really stupid. And then, yeah, yeah, Cleese's are. Ah, what do, what do you think? Of, oh, okay, you're not a fan. Not, not a fan. Because he's too. He he makes he makes it Johnny English. Right. He, it's, yeah, it's just it's silly. It's silly, and I don't like. Bond isn't silly. <laughs> Bond's Bond's cheesy and cool. It's not silly. I I, I didn't mind
0: John Cleese actually I thought I thought it was quite a nice change to have the opposite of Q really to be Q being this really serious like gets the job done like you need to listen, bond, pay attention and Cleese is just this bumbling idiot that gets his coat stuck in the car door and um, gets used as the butt of the jokes with Q as well so I thought it was quite nice to make you like Q even more especially as it was his final scene really Um, but I'm pretty sure Cleese comes back in Dying of the Day briefly but I could be wrong on that Um, so yeah I didn't mind if only to to make Q look better and him look like an idiot Um, yeah I I agree with the the bagpipes Um, I mean yeah we've had ridiculous stuff with the Roger Moore films but They were kind of fitting of his version of bond brosnan hasn't really been that shade of bond at all um if anything he's trying to be like you said he's more pissed off in this film so to then cut to the backpipes um machine gun slash flamethrower is kind of ridiculous the the bit (laughs) the weird gadget for me that was like what the fuck is when it's the the coat that turns into like a ball that you can like protect yourself with that he uses in the avalanche and you know, pulls a tag or whatever it is and it just blows up and you hide in there. Um, But <laughs> the bit that made that was like, I thought was ridiculous. I wondered if you picked up on it as well. He's got this, obviously he's got a watch and the watch has always done gadgets throughout the whole franchise. This one's got a light on, but the light is so strong it lights up the whole like, the whole thing it's like this is a small watch it's almost like it's a football like stadium light it lights up the whole thing i'm like oh and it's like clear now oh fuck off is it it's
1: <laughs> i it, it was just a minor thing but i was yeah. just really uh, where's, yeah, the, just where's the battery where's the battery for this floodlight that you're carrying yeah. around on your wrist
0: <laughs> exactly and it's like oh yeah turn the turn the watch on and we can completely see the whole room now um but yeah, I it was and it was like they used it very briefly, and it was like well, it was only just above the, the the snow anyway. Let's carry on. But yeah, the gadgets are a bit of a, a low point for me, and I think we get another BMW, and
1: uh, I could give a shit. Um, I the BMW, it's it's by far the coolest of the BMWs. I think it looks it looks much better. It's it's quite a cool cool bmw but yeah it's not it's just not cool it's enough
0: it's just is it. it's just not interesting it's, yeah i mean it's better than the last one from tomorrow dice which was a dad but bill but but nothing really happens with the car it gets so it gets um cut in half yeah um but there's no big car chase like i would say every bond has had that seminal car chase like think of roger moore he's got the underwater car that was his thing yeah uh, Sean Connery at DB5 all the time and I suppose Daniel Craig has picked it up as well in, in uh, Skyfall with the DB5 and even Dalton has that, the memorable scene for me is when he gets caught in the shed and he's on the ice and just like yeah. you know we've always got that one I suppose Brosnan's probably is the um, the remote control yeah. one from the last uh, episode yeah. but in remote this control, that might be obvious.
1: Yeah. It's, not, it's just um, it's a, I think it's, it sums up a lot of A lot of Brosnan's films doesn't it it's kind of it's gadget it's gadgetry over substance
0: yes over over
1: style as well um yeah which is which is unfortunate and yeah that yeah the car getting chopped in half it's just um it's purely to to make Bond be able to do that line Q's not going to like this there's no yeah there's no suspense in it. There's no need for it. There's no reason for it. He never drives the car. It's just yeah. this weird scene where it's sort of, it's as if the car is like kit or broom and it's just hiding on the other side of a, you know, it's just sort of hiding there, sneaking around and Bond's like, oh, oh my car's over there. Turns the, <laughs> <turns> the <laughs> engine off. It's like, like broom. <laughs> that's the
0: fucking line. Oh, that's classic. Just hiding behind on the pier, wherever it is.
1: That's fucking brilliant. <laughs> just sort of um, looking around. It's I just... like, um, there is a good bit. When when Bond jumps out of the car as it's about to be chopped in half, he literally face plants the deck. And it's really funny. Oh, I really? Four times. Yeah, no be way. Because oh, like, that... he jumps out and he literally just slams his face into the deck. Oh, shit. I'm going to have to watch that again. I must have missed that bit. Uh, and, but yeah, and one, one, bit, um, one bit leading up to that as well is you mentioned it in um, in Goldeneye the falling downstairs. Yes, Brosnan's stunt man is the world's best stair faller downer you could ever <laughs> ever wish for. Is he does like a triple somersault down yeah. these steps and it's like, what the fuck just happened? That's the coolest thing yeah. I've ever
0: seen. <laughs> it's smooth as fuck as well. It's like it's a game. Like right. there's no flaws in it is absolutely angelic like it's yeah. beautiful <laughs> it is i made the same note it's like he's done the roll again i was yeah. like just make him bond fucking hell <laughs> yeah. but with the with the car there's low like, there's no stakes there's no big deal that that you've not had a big car chase where the car has used all its gadgets and like you know it's really got bond through a tough spot and then it gets yeah, cut well. in half it's just i turned up in this car and you've cut it in half Thank, yeah. thank you for that. Um, yeah, it's just poor. Um, you mentioned... I'm going to ask you, actually. So, who do you think is the main villain in this film? Um,
1: oh, well, it's it's probably her, isn't it, really? Yeah. Um, I, I Well, I think so. But yeah. I wouldn't
0: blame you if you thought Renard, because Renard is... The guy who gets killed at the end, and that traditionally is the villain, although it wasn't in the la- necessarily in the last film. But I think that's where another problem with the film is: it's not necessarily clear who the villain is. Yeah. I would say Electric King is more so in that she's in the film more, and her reveal being, you know, she's behind the whole plot makes it uh, her perhaps more likely to be the villain. But I think. It's never that clear cut that that I, I could care, really. I guess she is, yeah. the firstly, the first female villain, so I guess that's slightly interesting, if she is the main villain in this, But which I think she is. Um, but I think we're lost not having this anchor of a villain that Bond is after, uh, and the reveal is kind of too late in the film for it to m- matter too much. I don't know what you thought about that.
1: Yeah, I think... I actually think she's she's okay, and I think that she plays she plays her kind of sweet innocent part. I think I think she could have been more sweet and innocent to mm. make it more more believable. Actually, that she is, um, yeah, this kind of heiress and and has been you know done wrong and all the rest of it. I don't think I don't think Renard is strong enough, sort of scary enough kind of henchman, which is what he is really, isn't it? Yeah. She's, she's using him. Um, yeah, I just don't, I just think they're both sort of too, too on the fence. She's, she's a bit of a bitch when actually, if she'd come across as that sweet, innocent, um, damsel in distress mm. and, then, and then kind of flips and is this what she turns into, this quite twisted mm. evil character who's you know completely willing to inflict all, all kinds of murder and pain on people then it would have been more shocking and and I think he could have just been I think it's it's back to this what I was saying in the last film is it's a 12 rated action film and it's it's just too watered down and it hasn't just doesn't hit the hit the mark cuz yeah none of the none of the fights are particularly great as there's one bit I like, which is um, the whole like nuclear weapon scene um, where they're Renard is kind of... They're stealing a, a nuke, aren't they? And he just starts gunning down people, just mm. completely out of the blue, just just machine guns everybody around, um, which is, is something that happens actually quite often in Bond films, isn't it? Is There's some character that just goes nuts and starts killing everyone around. Um, and I thought that was probably the the only the the kind of most extreme moment and most sort of villainous moment of the film um apart from that yeah just both like i said both a bit weak and you don't really get invested in either of them as being this this character that's a nemesis of bond i
0: think renard is really weak i remember when i watched this as a kid i used to think he was quite terrifying he's got that scene where he grabs like i don't know where it's like the it's like a burning bush or it's like a, a place where a fire is always, always burning. And he just grabs yeah. a rock and he's like, you know, hold this for me. And he feels no pain. And I thought, oh, that's quite a intimidated thing for a villain to have. It's like, how was a good bond going to beat a guy who can feel no pain? He's already dying. He's got nothing to lose to a, to a degree. Um, but watching it this time around, it's so boring. And it's such a shame because I like Robert Carlyle as an actor. And I think he was on the hype of, films like Spotting and Full Monty that he was you know, in the public eye a bit more at this time. But I think, yeah, it's just, yeah, he's not on screen enough. They don't build him up enough as this really monstrous guy. And when you find out that him and Electric King are in it together, their relationship is so lacking of any chemistry that it doesn't yeah. feel like when they finally get together, it feels really creepy. Um, I think because there's this element of she he was her captor and there was this old Stockholm Syndrome that I think Bond mentions, doesn't he, that she's only fallen for him because of that. Um, but it it just feels really weird. Like, there's a scene where she's pretty much naked and has, like, barely a duvet covering her and he's just in bed, like, really soppy over her. I thought it was a really change of character. He's, he should... Be, he, comes across near the start as like this remorseless guy and then he's like brought to his knees as soon as she turns up. Um yeah he's a bit weak. I think Electric King's the better of the two and I would put her as the villain if if there was one. um I think actually she's the better actress out of the two bomb girls as well. We'll come to the we'll come to Denise yes. Richards in a in a minute. Um, but yeah I think she's great um actress wise um, I think it's interesting to have her as the first female female villain. I just wish she would. I don't know. I think she, wish she made a bit more of an impact um, because, yeah, I can't see her being in the top few rankings of villains. Um, she's a good. It's a good performance. It just doesn't really pack any real punch. There's that bit as well. I don't know if you know felt this. There's this bit as well where she reveals her ear that she's like had removed and they film it and they use the music to make it sound like it's a big reveal I could give a shit I could care less by this point just takes off this hench (laughs) earring and it's like oh you've had like someone's had a nibble on your ear
1: yeah (laughs) well I don't yeah I don't even I still don't really even know what the point of that that bit was I just kept thinking back to Blofeld was chopping his you know chopping his ears off so he looked like (laughs) apparently that makes him then then part of the family tree, like what was she was oh, she yeah.
0: trying to do anything? I don't know. Just I think it was I I think it was a plot <laughs> thing to say either she, I I lost attention. I'm if I'm really honest, mm-hmm. that she cut her own ear off to get her father to pay the ransom, which obviously led to his death at the start. Something like that. Like yeah. she revealed it as if it was, she was proud of it, like she was happy that she killed her father because it led to where they were, Um but yeah by this point it was made like i said made to be a big reveal like a shock but i couldn't give a shit at this point <laughs> um it's just like just fuck off she does it's weird as well because she's quite likable in the first half of the film like she comes across as this powerful woman she's got this business her father's died you kind of feel sorry for her and then when it's revealed she just becomes a, basically a brat yeah. and it's like bond is like really patient with her towards the end and he's even like <laughs> there's that quite i think it's quite a funny scene is where he's literally chasing her, saying, no, don't do that, like a a parent uh, to a toddler. And she's like, I'm going to tell him. I'm going to tell Renard to, don't do it, don't do it. I promise you I'll I'll shoot. And she's like, you're going to miss me. And it's like, he's like me arguing with my (laughs) three-year-old. It's it's like, and then eventually she, you know, says, I think, dive or something to Renard in the submarine, and he shoots her. He's like, fuck's sake,
1: thank God. She's yeah. just so irritated by this. She's just a petulant child. Um, That's um I think I think her death is is quite a big redeeming factor of this film. Well, I I wouldn't say big because I don't think mm. anything in this film redeems it that much <laughs> but I I like I like the way she's killed off. He he, he does just go nah, fucking die. Yeah. And yeah. Just shoots her. And then there's that little sort of kind of odd odd moment that yeah I, I guess it's apparently they had a bit of a relationship or whatever and he just sort of leans over her and he's... I don't, he doesn't like killing women, does he? I think no. that's that's a part of it as well. Um, but yeah, just just shoots her because she's a twat. And he's like, <laughs> no, that's enough of you. You're just... Yeah. No coming back from this. Bam. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just like, have yeah, you had enough? And um, actually, M, M's watching in, isn't she? And the way she kind of watches in on that scene is yeah she just any scene she's in is the best scene in them yeah film, she, pretty much <laughs> totally she just expresses much more in her face yeah she's like she's gutted she's
0: died because she kind of it's kind of like a family friend's daughter and mm. about the same time understands and doesn't you know lay into bond for doing it she you know he know she knows he's done the right thing um but he's still gutted by that and yeah she can act out act her way out of any scene um that she's in so yeah it's 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 a good scene i just feel like the change of character is so drastic to what it is and i know she's gone from uh ally to villain but it's so like childish i think she's watched she acts towards the end that it's like just fucking shoot her and Yeah. yeah he does so fair play um so let's get on to the other bond girl i know you want to uh denise richards now Actually, I'm just going to throw it straight to you because I'm sure you're going to gush over for a bit. So, yeah, go for it. (laughs) Um,
1: Yeah, it's a it's a complete and utter plot device, isn't it? Yes. Um, Just everything about her from the name Christmas Jones. I just I feel like this whole film was just made for that for that one line. Um, I don't. I don't really get the point of her as a character. She's not really needed apart from just a, a second Bond girl. Um, yeah. There's She's got some some funny funny lines, actually, and some funny moments. Um, I actually don't think she's as bad as I thought she was going to be watching this again. Um, but maybe just because I was so bored of the film, I was like, oh, well, at least I could just... <laughs> Just look at her, and she's she's very attractive, isn't she? Um, yes. But yeah, um, nah, just just dumb, isn't it? But there's there's one line I do really like. She says, "Do you want to put that in English?" I don't speak spy. I thought that I was great. <laughs> um, but but he wasn't really saying anything overly complicated that, she, yeah. that anyone couldn't understand. And she's a nuclear physicist, so he kind of expected to, to you know, catch on yeah. to thing. So it's a great line, but doesn't really work. <laughs> no, it's just thrown in. It's like oh, there's very few. Quick
0: whips in there, and it just yeah it doesn't quite work. I also just when they first meet, Bond or Brosnan does another fucking dodgy Russian accent. Stop doing it. It's like oh I've come for a reactor. It's like yeah. and she even points out it's like yeah um doesn't sound that. And she speak doesn't she speak Russian back to him or something? It's like yeah yeah she speaks Russian so back. dodgy.
1: Like where did you learn your Russian? Because it's shit. <laughs> Pretty much,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's it. He's like Orkwood. Like, yeah, off. so <laughs> shit, don't do it. Um, yeah, I think she is the worst Bond girl. I'm gonna gonna say it. Um, it's like you said, a pure plot device. Oh, let's be funny. Let's let's get someone called Christmas in, and we can throw a load of Christmas jokes and one liners in. Um, she's supposed to be this, yeah, like you said, a nuclear physicist that looks and dresses like Tomb Raider. Yeah. um which is strange um can't act for shit um purely and obviously
1: brought on for her looks which i can't blame them to a degree um no you can you can because there's <laughs> plenty of very attractive very good quality actresses that have played brilliant bond girls in the majority of the previous films and yeah. and she you know <laughs> She's actually got quite a large part. That's the issue, is she speaks yes, yes. a lot. Um, whereas, you know, they've had models play Bond girls before and they're terrible actresses, but they're just... Minor parts. They're just sort of minor, very minor parts. But she's actually in a fair amount of the kind of second half of the film, probably, at least yeah. last, last third. Um, and, yeah, he's quite a quite a big character, but she's just shite
0: yeah i think when she's next to it's hard not to compare when you've got two bond girls in this and i feel the so i think her name sophie marceau plays electric king is a much better actress like a genuine proper actress compared to denise Richards. so you can't help but compare the two and they are so drastically different in their performances that she just looks shit and you're right they are kind of she is um, involved in it a lot more, especially towards the end on the submarine, and she delivers lines like really complex lines about nuclear reactors, and you just don't believe a word of it. You just don't believe that this yeah. attractive woman could like understands this. It's like I'm reading a script. I, you can just tell she's just reading a script, and doesn't really make that character believable. Um, so yeah, really, oh, really terrible i think
1: um yeah and it's i i kind of i I get where they're coming from to have this light very much a light-hearted character isn't she because i think the the idea of this film like you said was to be much more sort of gritty and much more about the about the characters and but it wasn't it Mm. wasn't particularly gritty it wasn't particularly sort of in-depth character character building film that needed the lightheartedness because yeah (laughs) i think if they if that had been really good and then you sort of balance it with this lighthearted pretty idiot who's apparently a nuclear physicist as we said Mm. then then maybe but there was nothing really to balance there's just stupidity on top of boredom and it's just (laughs) (laughs) it's always a terrible combo yeah yeah um
0: that's all I've kind of got I haven't really got many comments and I just said can't act and she's a nuclear physicist question mark um yeah. I think yeah i I put I always put like a standout moment section and in mine's completely blank I haven't really got anything we haven't already mentioned that is a set piece or I actually there is I guess it was one nice touch was to have um uh, uh, Robbie Coltrane come back as his character yeah. from Goldeneye and kind of have a way of uh, helping out Bond f- um, near the, near the end where he shoots the kind of uh, the chair that he's like bolted to, he shoots the, the, to help him get out, which I thought was, you know, and they literally have this like subtle nod to each other, which was kind of like, yeah, thanks mate. Um, yeah. I and like I always that. think as well, it was, an, uh, it was Bond gave him the reason, you know, the bad knee, got him the cane so actually he's helped himself because he uses the cane to shoot him to get him out so it's all come full circle so i thought that was quite quite cool um so yeah it was nice to see that character again although he does get killed off um but yeah other than that i think there isn't really any stand-up moments there is a lot of like you said bedrooms and casinos and just stuff that we've seen a lot of or it's done too much that it's like it's just going from bedroom to bedroom and just loads <laughs> of dialogue and playing with ice and like yeah right yeah.
1: Um, so yeah so the, just, the final the final fight scene then the Renard-Bond yeah. fight what's your what do you think of that um, I think the climax
0: is pretty cool um, I feel the build up to it in fact the whole submarine thing it's, it's just okay like it's not the big climax I come to expect from a Bond film now um, is I've always, I always have this weird liking for when, you know, the submarine is going down and and the room is literally physically changing. So, you know, upwards is downwards and, you know, that sort of stuff. When they change that about, I always find that, not just in Bond film, but in any film where it's like, you you know, literally the physicality of the room is changing. Um, But, yeah i mean it's i don't think it's particularly i do like actually i'm I'm thinking running through the scenes again i like the scene where um bond says i've you know I've, to get renard i need to go through hold my breath for however many seconds and you need to press the button to let me in and then denise richard's character gets thrown away and this is quite a relatively tense scene where she's got to just press a fucking button and he's literally running out of air. i thought that was quite good um but I think, yeah, I think the visual of him getting, uh, Renard getting impaled by whatever that is, like a golden pole, um, yeah. was quite a good send off for a villain. It's like, oh, that's how he, d- that's the memorable bit for me coming into this. Like, Oh, that's the way he gets killed off. Um, but the, uh, the thing that brings it down is there's a lot of fucking awful Brosnan pain grunts again. <laughs> And like, exactly, it's, yeah, it's so so annoying. Just yeah. just like knock him out,
1: <laughs> just yeah. get knocked out, and no no sound. I'd prefer that. Yeah, I yeah I agree. It's it's so, <laughs> it's just an awful noise. I I just found that whole fight scene all a bit a bit odd. I didn't know what he was doing with these big golden like mm-hmm. javelin things. I don't know what I don't know what that was. Um, just seemed overly complicated to create a I don't know they're trying to overheat a nuclear thing or something I don't know and um, it just seemed overly complicated and like this mm. sort of overly manufactured thing it's like where did you where did you make that anyway probably thinking too much into it but I just I just thought the actual fight scene was all just a bit wet and slippery wasn't it yeah they're yeah. all just a bit they're just a bit damp they kind of push each other over and then they fall a bit and they climb back up and then pushes someone else over and it's like they're not really I, fighting. There's no. I don't think they really utilise the fact that he can't feel pain. Not. At all. I don't think they
0: they really like ramp it up a notch in the last big fight. Um. You know. I don't know. You could break his arm or something, and he's just like, I can't no. feel it. Like and none that's, of that. That's
1: the, that I think is where the fact is a twelve brings it down again. Is that mm. they were too scared of making anything as you know violent as that for a for a twelve film, but yeah, like you said, you know, I don't know, rip his own arm off or something, something crazy, break his own bone just to, just to get him. That would be, that would be great. But yeah, it's just, it's just not, they're just pushing each other around. And then actually when he gets impaled is quite, that's quite a good moment because he, you know, he doesn't feel it at all. There's no, there's no pain on his face. There's nothing. He just sort of looks, looks at the fact he's just been impaled and he's kind of, kind of thanks him doesn't he
0: yeah because i think
1: Bob bond says something like
0: she's waiting for you because he basically tells her him sorry that she is dead and that's when he like goes like ape shit on him yeah <laughs> and yeah. Um, that's where all the groans come after because he throws <laughs> him through this like door and then locks him in or something um but then, yeah, there is this no, moment where he, he realises Bond's got the one up on him and Bond doesn't sort of give that one liner of, you know, fuck you. He actually says, you know, she's waiting for you. And he's kind of embraced that, I think. Um, and, yeah, gets killed off. And it's almost like a happy ending for him, I guess, that he's meets up with her or whatever in the afterlife. But, um, yeah. yeah I,
1: I, I don't want I don't want the baddies to have a happy ending. <laughs> I don't want
0: that. No, exactly. You? You're going to kill would... millions of people. Um, you shouldn't get away with it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. No. <laughs> 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 so yeah, I mean, it's so I'm quite deflated even just talking about it. It's uh, it's just stuff that happens together, um, yeah. and it's just it doesn't. It doesn't work as a as a whole. Really. Um, have you got any other? notes that you've written down that we haven't discussed
1: the final the final line oh yeah i'll leave Al- that to you is based around so obviously obviously bond and christmas jones get together at the end when yeah again you're sort of pushing the roger moore um awkward awkwardness of she's very young and he's not particularly young anymore is he um as old as now but yeah and just a bit awkward and it's so false and and then he just drops this line i thought i always thought christmas only comes once a year and you're like oh no it was, it was oh. gonna happen but you're like oh it's such a no creepy line yeah <laughs> but i mean i went totally over my
0: head as a kid and like oh that's he's just said christmas and yeah we're we'll funny bond well done But watching it now, it's so left-field, how it turns up. Because he's been so serious, this whole film, and then throws away this really creepy, really pervy line. And then that is the line you walk out. Well, you don't walk out, but you finish the film on. Because the credits roll. And that's what you remember the film for. That is that line. And it's just so like, oh, okay. It's, it's, It's really... Yeah, I can't believe they kind of got away with it, considering that he like, said it's a 12. Like, yeah. wow, okay. Um, but yeah, yeah it's, no. it's very, it goes very Roger Moore, isn't it? Because John Cleese is, they're doing that whole thing. That's, I, I mainly remember the Moore films for, um, more than Connery perhaps, is the mission's finished, we can't find Bond, and they, they literally try and find him. You know, I think of View to a Kill, where they've got that robot, they're trying to find him. Um, and the various oh Moonraker where it's like they've got a transmission and it's gonna you know he's levitating in space <laughs> this one is they use the heat signature and uh em's like oh it's going red i was like oh god yeah stop talking it's getting, stop. getting redder you're like oh. stop it stop it and then um that her leg just appears and he's like what's he yeah. doing oh bond like the <laughs> terrible mum and they're like john Cleese just like packs up goes right i'm off it's gone back to roger moore but that last line just yeah awkward <laughs>
1: yeah yeah definitely um there's a couple of a couple of bits actually um omid Jil- however you say his name omid jalili Jil- omid jalali yeah yeah that's it Jalali, the comedian yeah he's in this film randomly yeah. for about a minute or yeah. 20 seconds he's like a minor <laughs> he's like a He's helping with the with the pipeline and stuff, and I'm yeah. like, "What the fuck?
0: You've done yeah, so what, much better than this now." <laughs>
1: yeah. What are you doing it? Um, and M has a brilliant line that she says to Bond when he's first off to off to meet Electra. She says, "Remember, shadows stay ahead or behind, never on top." Yeah,
0: that, that is a pretty cool line. That is a very cool line. Um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's literally it yeah Duh. Em's dialogue is more interesting than majority of this film <laughs> yeah okay right let's go to summaries and score and I'll throw it to you first so i, I yeah i I feel it i am interested to see although we've slagged this film off a lot, I want to see where your score is so yeah what have you what's your summary and then what do you think of the score for this film
1: yeah okay um it actually the the film ends with a really ravey version of it's really nineties rave Bond theme, and um, I'm pretty sure I used to have it as a ringtone at some point. It's like, nice, it's, it's a proper Bond theme, but like a like a full on nineties rave remix, and it's just that that kind of just ends the film, and you're just like, what the fuck? And it just sort of sums it up, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Summary: the plot is is nothing the characters don't don't really build enough don't add enough there's not enough action um i don't think it's brosnan's best acting or portrayal of bond at all um he yeah like i said he seems just kind of pissed off a lot in the film um and a bit a bit creepy as well some some parts just really reminded me of Connery in a bad way really bad way um the yeah the the girls aren't great i thought electric King is by far the best yep. of the she's she's probably the um she's the best character in this I'm not including M in this I'd, I'd actually say that M is the standout character in this film mm. albeit she's got very minimal lines and in it in it for not a lot um i yeah, I didn't think she was overly good electric king um just not particularly interested in any of the characters. I didn't feel invested in this film at all um Christmas Jones, just poor, just attractive and poor um yeah. It's it's got a ski chase and it's by far the worst ski chase, which annoys yeah. me because they're all they're all brilliant apart from mm-hmm. this one. So it's proved my theory wrong. <laughs> um, it's got no interesting gadgets. It's got a slightly cool car that's just never used. Um, so I think you might be surprised actually by my score. Okay, <laughs> um, I am going to give it a six. Oh, that's that's see, that's high. You can based yeah. on what you've you've, you've said. Because because of M and Q, purely yeah. because of those because of those moments. Um, yeah, but it's I don't know. I don't know where it I don't know where it ranks around Thunderbolt and a View to a Kill are or mm. its sort of companions and yeah, they're not great, but it's um it's it's above on Her Majesty's Secret Service because I still can't Ooh. I still oh, can't make anything
0: worse oh, than that. No, that's no, that's the tough one. Because you've just I feel like you've been more passionate of hating this film than than on her majesty's secret service. But
1: yeah right. um, Yeah I th- I'm I'm I am I am torn. I am torn but I would I would say it's the worst Bond film yet but <laughs> I, I do think that judy Denture's m and q just yeah. for the very minor bits in it make this a memorable um mm. memorable film more yeah. so than than some of the others
0: right fair do go, go on then
1: so <laughs> so i
0: yeah i think we've already said a lot about it i i think it's a real mixed bag there's i think I think you might have said it. There's a lot of good moments, but as a whole, they don't work at all. So I'll start with the good points. I think yeah, M and Q. I'm glad that M gets a bit more screen time and gets a bit more character, and we don't just see her as the person giving missions. We see her have a bit of a personality and and history, like her, you know, with with Electric King as well. Um, I think I I think Electric King's great. Um, I think her character towards the end does slip and just gets a bit annoying and irritating but i do like the fact that they've that you know we have a i will say yeah that she's the first female villain here i would say yeah she is the main villain um she's a great actress um i think yeah the moments with q is a really touching scene probably the standout scene for me and it is probably only a couple of minutes long um but i think it's the real real good moment um I think that's the good point. Oh, and the intro is brilliant. The the boats, The boats boat chase is great. I think that's a really good...
1: Yeah, yeah I agree with that.
0: And I think yeah. they just peak too early with the action because nothing comes close to that. And nothing is... And I think that's the other side of the coin is it's just not that many memorable moments, really. Um, I think Renard is an okay... Robert Carlyle is a good actor. I think he's a, he does well in this, but he's just not an interesting villain like I don't the way I judge it is going into these films before I watch them I try and remember the villains names and if I can't that that shows to me that you haven't set a much of an impact as a character for me Mm -hmm. to remember it and I I didn't remember Renard coming in I remember Electric King though I do because that's kind of a a bondish name isn't it it's quite a a, and Christmas Jones as well obviously (laughs) um but Renard is yeah um, the theme tune is shite it's the worst one by far um, and the, I think the climax is just okay I just I really struggled like I said right at the start I struggled to, to stick with it I didn't sit this through in one sitting I kind of just didn't really care the plot is really bad or certainly not as interesting as the tomorrow never dies one um, so I originally did give this a six as well, but as this was when I watched it, I don't know, a week or so ago. But as, I've, as time's gone by and I've really sat on it, I've, I've knocked it down to a five. And I think five giving it that there's, it's a balance act of there's some good moments and they're, when they're good, they're good, the Q bit especially. But overall, it's just really weak. And yeah, I'd stick with a five for that. Um, so ranking wise for me, this is um, after Diamonds Are Forever because I think Diamonds Are Forever is more fun. It's ridiculous, but it's more fun. And View to a Kill. Uh, so it's before View to a Kill. So it's actually, out of the 19 we've seen, it's 17th, uh, Moonraker being right at the bottom.
1: Um, so so it's, it's 16 for me and it's sandwiched between the two same films. Oh, Nice
0: yeah i think i i weighed it up because i i did like i said put this around six but i thought i do and thunderball i got as a six and i thought thunderball was better i think that the the last act of thunderball was pretty boring but yeah overall it's just it's just i never felt deflated from watching thunderball uh whereas with this i'm just like just get it done um <laughs> And I wish when when Electric King got shot, that was the end. I'd be happy with that. Like fine, um, but yeah, it's a five five out of ten for me. Okay, so that's the end of that film. I'm kind of glad that that's out of the way. So then ne- the next film is Die Another Day. So I'm not gonna lie, I'm looking forward to this. I've already watched the intro because I wanted to watch ahead of this to see how good was the intro I remember bits of it but um, I wanted to see if it was good Um, I'll save what I really think of it for the episode Um, I can't lie and say I have genuinely been looking forward to this in the sense of is it as bad as I remember it I'm trying to go in and trying to be a bit more positive I don't want to completely slag it off unless it's very very deserving of it um, this was the first Bond film I saw in the cinema as well. So I'm trying to take off the nostalgia element to it as well and just treat it as it is. But before we're coming into watching this then,
1: what's your thoughts about Dying of the Day? I, I've always expected it to be bottom of the pile. Because it gets it gets so much abuse, this film. Mm-hmm. So I'm I, I haven't started watching it. I haven't I haven't seen it. Yet. I haven't seen it for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember quite a lot of it. I think, but only just snippets. I don't. I can't piece it all together in my head. Um, I've I've got a lot of nostalgia for this film. It's mm-hmm. the first film I saw in cinema as well. I saw it with my dad. Um, I. I was an avid Top Gear watcher and I've seen the Top Gear special when they talk about you know the filming of the car scenes all the rest of it the car invisible car gets a, gets very bad press mm-hmm. I think um but I'm I'm really looking forward to watching it um yeah yeah just just to see if it is if it is as bad as as the press
0: it gets yeah. I want to I want to go in and try and give it a chance I don't want to go in and just That's assume yeah it's shit i want to see if, is it actually that bad or is it bad as in bad roger Moore bad as in this is kind of ridiculous and i kind
1: of like it in a weird way exactly yeah i, I hope that yeah i, I expected and <laughs> interestingly i've got golden eye 10 tomorrow never dies eight world is not enough six so is this gonna be four or is it actually gonna surprise me and well, world is not enough was the That's the film that I remembered the least out of all four Brosnan films, and it's because it's really boring. Mm -hmm. Um, So if this isn't boring, and, you know, coming off of the back of 19 previous Bond films when you're just so invested in this Bond world, maybe it will hit a spot, and I'll like it. A bit like, you know, a bit like my outrageous (laughs) review of Moonraker. Maybe this (laughs) will... that's what i mean It
0: might just get like bond fatigue and think fuck it i love die another day now and i'm just gonna embrace it yeah
1: exactly Um, i just need some stupid fun i can just get behind because it can't be as dull as what we've just watched (laughs) that's what i mean i wonder if it's just entertainment for the wrong reasons but
0: (laughs) we'll we'll certainly see find find out um so yeah, so thanks again for uh, talking about what is not enough today, and I will speak to you next time for dine another day. Yeah, cool. look forward to it.